combat divas. Stomp your left, right, left. Combat divas. Hey. And I sing this all the time. All the time I'll be singing. Yo, welcome back to the Combat Divas podcast. It's your girl TG. And you won't hear Tanisha B voice on today. She had to go to advanced leadership course, and it's a school that we go to. She's still active in the military, so uh, we wish her luck, and you know we'll be waiting on her to get back. Until she gets back, uh, Grace and I, Mike, on today, we have an advocate of change for Chicago, proud Chicagoan. Uh, I am very proud of this man, and, and I mean, I look up to this guy. Uh, he graduated with a, a BA in psychology from Purdue University. He has an associate's in organizational leadership uh, and supervision. I mean, this guy has played in various AFL leagues. Uh, he's pursued the NFL for a few seasons. Now he's founded and, and started a uh, non-for-profit organization for the youth in Chicago, uh, centered around uh, sports and coaching. And, I mean, he has single-handedly changed the, the face of the west side of Chicago very proud of this man. Please welcome Fabian Connor to the mic on the day. Faye! <laughs> Faye, did I bring you out? Did I bring you yeah, out? Yeah, that was, thank you. Thank <laughs> you, TG. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it was yeah. important for me to get him here on today um, just because somebody wrote us kind of a letter about their child and, and athletics, and I really think this is your area of expertise, Fabe. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I am. And, and thank you. And thank you. That combat for real. Thank you. See, <laughs> for people real. don't people don't treat the vets right. You shouldn't be paying taxes. I'm uh, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> vets shouldn't pay taxes. <laughs> Fuck it. I said it. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate the love. I've been knowing Fabe for since like 2002. We actually went to Prasa. Uh, high school together, so yeah. uh, I always been the, the wisest brother on the in the hallways at an early age. Like this man was like quoting some stuff that nobody had read or heard of, and like speaking in parables. And like, what the fuck is he talking about? But it was like always something super deep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've always always looked up to this guy. Always, and I'm gonna drag you into this conversation, man. We had mm-hmm. a, a listener to to write us an email. You know they. They write us emails every now and then. And she wrote, and she's a, a young, single, black mother. Uh, she has two kids. Um, they're both, you know, one's a little girl. She's 12. And the little boy is 14. And, you know, she works a decent wage. Their father passed away when they were younger, so she kind of holding it down. And she said, as of lately, you know, the girl is doing fine, but the, the little boy has been having problems acting out in school. And the only time that he seems semi-normal is when he's playing football. Like, football is his sport, right? So only time he seems normal or when he's, like, just in his zone and happy is when he's playing football. Other than that, you know, Gray's kind of sunk. He's kind of bad at home. And so she's trying to figure out, should she, you know, send him to the military or should she... You know, what, what can she do to embrace and still discipline and still be, you know, that mom? She's kind of feeling like she's subpar because she's a mom trying to raise him to be a man. And it begs the question, can single mothers, no matter how they're single, you know, successfully and single-handedly raise a young man to be a, a man? Yeah. Um, first, teach them to communicate. Mm. Like, because, I mean, football, 
And I think sport, anything that somebody that putting time into a particular craft is for some type of refuge. That's when it becomes mm. like something more to you than just playing. I got you. You know, so teach them to express themselves in that way and just make the space open up for them mm -hmm. in a way that give them that space to that space to where he can uh you know express himself. Okay. Without being like judged. Without I told your ass or you think you one of my kids. He uh So don't don't nag at him. No. Nah, okay. Uh, okay. Uh -uh. I guess. Just hear him out. Okay. Like, hear him out cuz you still going to check him anyway. Right. You know? Okay. So just hear him out. Cuz one of my kids uh he went to a, his mama told his mom told him he can go to a game. He's 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Great kid. Mm -hmm. His mom told him he can go to a game starts at 7. Mhm. Mm Game should be over about nine ten. Okay. You need to be home about ten thirty. Okay. You with your friends. Mm -hmm. His phone died. Mm -hmm. He goes somewhere and he's fine. He's looking somewhere to charge his phone. Mm -hmm. By the time he get home, it's like eleven fifteen. Okay. Mama hot. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. Now he get now he gets in the car. And he's telling me what happened, <laughs> and I was like, she said. You think you grown this shit. <laughs> and he was like, that's exactly what she said. Yeah. I'm like, man, his mama, like, yeah. His mama, so first understand you need to prepare, always have juice on your phone mm -hmm. because that's the scariest thing for a mother Absolutely. to not know where their kid is. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Nah, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Teach them to communicate and also you got to see her side too. Mm hmm. Because all you're doing is mending that first relationship, which is the most important relationship, the relationship with your mother. So okay. people got it twisted. They think it's with the old man. Uh-uh. Mm. That's a bond that, that's my daddy, period. Mm -hmm. No matter what he do. Even but, for a young man, they feel like that too, absolutely. you think? Absolutely. Wow, that's that's why, they, that's why they be so hurt. And that's why they so like mad. They what? angry at the fact that if he's not there... They piss. If he's there and he's not up to par, their par, they're pissed. Mm. So it's still a particular thing that boys learn from their dad being there or not being there. Mm. And, the, and the more the emphasis should be that, okay, your mama there though. Yeah. So yeah. you so what that mean about your mama? Right. And that's when they start to really see the mother their mothers or something else is just, you know. You take care of me and nag. Yeah, yeah. I, mothers can't can't help it. I mean, I think mothers feel like their job is to protect their children mm -hmm. from the world, especially mm -hmm. boys. Something about moms and boys, right? Mm -hmm. So mothers feel like they're supposed to protect their boys from the world, you know, from society. Like, you know, they they fall down and get a scrape. Moms run, right? Or even I see this at the football game sometimes. They kids, you know, if it's if it's a little too hard of a hit, you know, oh, them moms yeah. trip. Oh, yeah. Boy, they about to run on the field, okay? <laughs> but they but they want to protect their kids, you know. Yeah. Fathers more want to equip their children to be mm -hmm. able to handle that, mm -hmm. and that's why I I do believe coaches are important uh, if if the child is involved in sports because they do they instill discipline, they help to instill discipline, and they also help equip that child to deal with conflict. To deal with uh, how to how to view the whole world and how to handle their emotions, because you can't. 
well, you used to could just couldn't blow up on a sports field or in a in a sports arena. Now, you know, these young kids, yeah, basketball, crazy. football, they yeah. just they throwing tantrums, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, it it should have taught them just a little bit of focus when it came to that. So I think that's the difference in being a mom is that no, even when the kid was late, I'm thinking to myself like how I would have felt when the kid was late. Like you get nervous now because you want to protect your kid, so mm-hmm. and you 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 don't know what to do to protect them. You know where they at. You can't reach them. You can't reach the friends. You going crazy at the house. Mm-hmm. So of course the first mm-hmm. thing you do is nag. But you, mm-hmm. I got it. But mm-hmm. can't, we can't help it. We yeah. can't help it as moms. No, you know. No, no. That's why we need outside people like coaches. It takes a village. It uh, really do. It does. It does. It does. And like, see, universe. I was thinking about that during the <laughs> intro. I was like, man, when you was talking about the kids, I'm like, it. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to abuse a child as well. Wow. Like that's okay. Another, Tell me about that. Because, okay. A, a, a topic, a hot topic, mm-hmm. R. Kelly mm-hmm. and all that shit. Right, right. When you was talking about it, you was like, "Yeah, I saw," but I didn't put it together. I didn't put it to put it together in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, because we weren't really thinking about that. Right. So we can have some conviction there. Right. Like, right. You, know, you talking well, about when I was talking there. about the AJ number another number uh-huh. episode? Okay, uh-huh. got you. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And it's like, okay. <clears throat> we have some conviction there, and we can accept that. Okay. Now we're a little bit older. You've matured. You had a few more experiences. Of course. Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where we are now with that topic, too. And uh-huh. you're right. It takes a village because at that time, it was something we probably could have done mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It didn't seem like an outrage because nobody made it a big deal, right? Yeah. Now it's a big deal. So it's an outrage, and now we want to do something about it. And I mean, I, I can get where you're coming from now. Yeah, An ultimate example of, you know, people really not giving a fuck about black women, like for real. Ultimately, yeah. Like even down to the point, not even black women at sometimes. Because mm-hmm. there was a point there were too many women around. Like that was the other part <laughs> for me. Like too many women around. Older women. Okay, uh, around yeah. that R. Kelly topic. Yeah, okay, like, got like, it. Y'all too grown. What y'all doing? <laughs> them babies. Yeah, like, you right. You like, right. You know them little hoes. Yeah, like, come on now. Yeah, like, <laughs> and a lot. I have yeah. heard a lot of women take that side of the topic to mm-hmm. call them. You know, well they look. They knew what they was doing and all yeah, that. But nah, nah, I mean, nah. your brain just not fully developed as an adolescent. Like it takes an adult mm-hmm. anyway. Like and like you said, it takes a village, right? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. We had to have known that these kids, whether they was fast or not, mm-hmm. you know, did not under, fully understand the repercussions of their actions at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of these kids still not with their parents, you mm-hmm. know, still out there, you know, just lost due to the whole scandal. So yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah, it takes you ain't got to be R. Kelly. You could be uh, the mailman. Out <laughs> mm-hmm. of the way you mm-hmm. know, people are pursuing things and pursuing their aspirations and whatever with other people. Absolutely. They so tied up into like, man, stop buying dreams, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> stop buying dreams. Stop buying dreams, man. Cause they, they gonna keep selling them. Like stop, yeah. stop buying dreams for real. <laughs> you absolutely right. So I mean how do you think that sports plays a role in because some solutions is about you using coaching as a method to it, correct me if I'm wrong, using coaching as a method to 
uh, instill discipline and uh, help help kids who are maybe underprivileged find a way out. Mm-hmm. Is is that correct? How does coaching help to do that? Well, see, finding a way out is 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 too like cliche. Okay. Because it's like it teaches you that you don't have resources right where you are, mm. especially just within yourself. Mm. Okay. And it's really teaching kids that. Okay. Because the earlier that you choose an identity and you say, this is who I am, mm-hmm. and you carry that and you own that and you put that into whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. whatever interests you in that time, like that's what's going to carry you for the rest of your life because it's... It's thirty year is it's thirty year olds who like yeah are out here who are mimicking. They don't even know who they are. Yeah, but you teach a kid that from the beginning and through sport, it teaches you you gotta compete. Mm. You gotta bring it. That's what I love about <laughs> sports because gotta bring ain't, it. ain't no more. The thing about competing ain't no more talking. <laughs> like, you got you got to put like, your money where your mouth is, and you can right, let's do it right here. These are the rules. <laughs> these are the boundaries, and let's go. I like that. Yeah. You know, and teaching pe- teaching kids how to compete, right? And you teach them through the sport, and you teach them how to identify themselves. Mm-hmm. So, hey, do you feel like wherever you're gonna go? Is that what football did? Because if you don't know Fabian Connor, <laughs> this man was a football icon in high school, like. He had yellow shoes on. I mean, this man was like like Flash going down. I mean, everybody saw with Fave. Fave, Fave, Fave got the ball, man. He was gone. So we went to Prosser High School in, in Chicago. So when he would get the ball, it was like some type of lightning. And I, I mean, we would actually see your face light up when it came to football. You know, mm-hmm. on down. I mean, you had so much pride in in the uniform. I mean, down to the shoes. You wore them little yellow uh, cleats all mm-hmm. the time. You know. Mm-hmm. All the way down to the shoe, you had so much pride in the game, so much pride in what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Did that help to take you out of, you know, you know, whatever circumstance you were in and transform you into, you know, wanting more and 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 knowing who you were as a as a young man at the time? Uh, it helped. It helped because there was a lot of other things that you learn outside of that. When you okay, now you got to do it on a different level. Now you got to do it in college. Mm, you know? Okay. So, but at Prosa, it was about really getting out of my way. Mm. Because football isn't even my first, that ain't my first love. Really? No, my first love is baseball. I, I didn't know that. Right, so I didn't know like, you played baseball. Yeah, because it was free, it was <laughs> okay. consistent. Okay. And. <clears throat> my friends were playing as well, mm-hmm. and we get to compete. Okay, I didn't know. Like, I didn't like, even know. We get to because that's all you're doing when you're when you're a shorty anyway. Mm-hmm. Is competing, like <laughs> learning racing, how to compete. Yeah, racing, whatever it is, like me against <laughs> you, <laughs> like me that's against true. you. You know, so uh, with Prosa, I went there for basketball. Mm-hmm. I was going to play baseball. I'm like, oh, that's in the bag. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't tripping on that. Like, I got that. <laughs> right. But this basketball, I want to get in here before these other people get in here. Mm-hmm. Moon, 
uh, Key. <laughs> oh, we gonna name names. What? And they were some horses. Like these, they could play. Yeah, they really could. And when I saw that in the summer going into Prosa, I'm like, yo, I need to, uh, I need to be strong and in shape. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna play football again. He was ready to compete. Yeah, and yeah. went out there and okay, me against you, <laughs> but it wasn't. Um, you ain't confident in yourself. Mm-hmm. You just me against you, mm-hmm. and you used to winning. Mm-hmm. But confidence is a different thing. Does it help build that confidence? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely, because you got to keep matching it to keep leveling up. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got one touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm getting two next game. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you got to up it. Then now it's I want two a game. Nice. But against y'all, I want three. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and you keep so. It teaches you that confidence, but then you find out how paper thin it is when everybody fast. Yeah. Everybody was, everybody is number whatever from they state. Right. Like, okay, he liked that too. Well, yeah. me against you. Well, what's up? <laughs> like, so now, and now you bombarded with these other things, you're away from home. Mm-hmm. Like, that's real. Mm-hmm. Like, this college football. Yeah, college. Okay. Now, now you're you you in college. So now you have to learn how to do it and still feel as good as you felt when you was doing it in high school. Because gotcha. now it's work. Mm-hmm. And you got school. Mm-hmm. School real now. It ain't like... <laughs> right. You got to finish. was amazing. I was, I, it was good to go to Prosser. Like... Yeah. CPS is, is a different thing. Prosser, mm-hmm. we're in the class of our own. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, CPS is a different thing. Exactly. You know, Shout so, out to Prosser High School. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, the only thing that taught me that from my, the consistently, was sport. Mm. And I had a coach, Coach A, my man. Mm-hmm. He say, Fade, when I went to Purdue and they... Switch me to corner, mm-hmm. which I told everybody I'm not playing corner. Mm-hmm. I'm a wide receiver. Y'all gonna try to play me at corner because I'm only five ten. Uh-huh. Y'all, uh uh-uh. uh. Soon as I got there, corner, mm. pissed. Like I should have went to Northern. Like I'm about to transfer. <laughs> like, it's like I'm about to transfer. Like and, they took uh, you out your comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. And my coach and he said, Fabe, at some point. You're going to have to decide if you're going to do a cannonball in the pool, mm-hmm. you're going to creep down in the pool, or you're going to stick your toe in from the side. Mm. But at some point, you're going to have to get in this pool. Wow. Because it's not it's not changing. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have to deal with this. Right. And that was the first thing that I'm like, damn. Like... And the first now immediately back to I me against you, <laughs> right? Like, all right, come on. That's the fundamentals right there and of competition. And that's, and that's how, like you just said, fundamentals. Now you could teach kids that, right? And now in turn, that's how we start breaking ourselves down. But they don't teach that. Mm. They gonna teach you how to break down this uh, this post route. Mm. They gonna teach you how to bend this corner to get this sack. Right. They gonna teach you how to. Sp- Put a different 
spin on the ball or put this type of velocity on the ball on this type of route. Right. Wow. But they're not going to teach you how to do that with yourself personally mm. and then meet that challenge how you meet it on the court, field, pool, wow. diamond, uh, whatever you into. Because the real competition is within. Like Boom. you competing against yourself at the end of the All day. All the time. And it's funny coming from you who, I mean, you play with, you know, Cliff, you know, yeah, uh, my, my dog. Right. I mean, that's one of your best friends, you know. Yeah, so, like, yeah. seeing Cliff on the field and, and knowing that, like, that type of competition, okay, me against you. Mm-hmm, like, so mm-hmm, that, that's mm-hmm. some real competition right mm-hmm. there. And I think we don't dial it back and we don't say, okay, how am I competing with myself? Mm-hmm. Because I have always learned when, when we compete, we all win. Mm-hmm. And competition like is something that, like that, that most people use I to like grow. That. Most people who are like super successful understand competition helps us all win. Because while I'm competing with you, you competing with me, and we both gonna make it somewhere. Like uh-huh. if I win, I win. Uh-huh. But I just force you to work that much harder mm-hmm. to get where you need to be. Absolutely. And competition helps us all win. And I think that's something that we don't we don't take anymore, especially with our youth, because we got the inclusion trophies. Right, everybody get a trophy. <laughs> you get a trophy. You get a trophy. Everybody play. Like nah. Teach my kid that. The difference between winning and losing, that way when she grow up, she understands how serious it is to compete because it ain't going to get no easier. Mm-mm. It's 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 rough mm-hmm. out here. Mm-hmm. And me and raising a daughter, it's different raising a son for a woman because mm-hmm. a woman raising a daughter, I know what success looks like for a young black girl. I know what success looks like for you know a young girl to be respected in this world, to be mm-hmm. to, to make it fine in this world, to be taken seriously in this world. I know what it looks like. So I'm harder on my daughter, actually, than I probably would be if I had a son. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be that hard on him because I don't know really what it takes to be. Mm-hmm. I, I heard, like I could tell, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it takes to be successful as a young black male, but I know for, for sure what it takes for a young black girl. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I teach her competition, too, at an early age. I mean, she don't get it. Of course, but if she lose, I make sure she knows she lost. Like, sorry, you lost. You can get no ice cream. We get ice cream. We won. You know, and I want her to get it though. Like, no inclusion trophies in my house. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody don't win. Yeah. You know, and that's how we get to know what it means to be successful when we all at least, compete. At least if it's if it's eighth place, at least put eighth place on it. Man, right. but but gotta, compete. Right, don't give right, up in the yeah, middle. Compete. No, uh-uh, because uh-uh, next year you got what? Uh, six months, and you right back in it. You have six more months and you right back in it. So now we was eighth place. Now uh, we going for man. We gonna be at least fourth, like fourth place. Like yeah. you have to not just like okay, I came right. and I went through it, and everybody get a trophy. <laughs> right? Like, no, put <laughs> right. eighth place on that. Right. So like, you know you where you at. Yeah. So, so I was eighth last what? year. Yeah, I'm gonna be seven. To work yeah. To. You're like you missing the, <laughs> but well. It makes sense because I mean they putting people they putting their kids for around other kids for like play, right? And it's just soccer, right? Right. You know they not really there for they don't really care. About <laughs> like, they don't want to be a striker, you know, they <laughs> right? Don't, they don't care about any of that, right? But one of them kids out there is dead ass serious, <laughs> right? And that's the one you. Uh, yeah, yeah, no push to the push uh-huh. to the push, max. Push them into like what they like. Yeah, you know that. I love it. It don't always have to be. It could be music. Mm-hmm. It could be art. 
I mean, design whatever. Right. Like that's put them into it and and okay, push it. I love it. Do it. I love it. Like because boys have to learn more from their mother. That's why they get older and they ain't Hmm. trying to hear nothing that woman trying to say. You know what? That's a new take on it. That's a new take on it. I I never would have said that. Father's just enforcer. Okay, all the men who really can't be there because they using it as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, they have they dealing with gender roles as well. Yeah, like just provide and <laughs> provide, 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 provide. Mm-hmm. But like, if I can't get a job, and I know what that felt like, and right. I know how I felt with my old man when he couldn't do something for me, mm-hmm. and that's how my kid looking at me because that's the only connection I have with child father. Wow. But now, now that's the only connection that you can make like with a father. So now you just not there. Mm. You like, man, I'm just not gone because and then she getting on my nerves. Now it's back, you blaming somebody. <laughs> like, right. you know, and now what if that you just said single mother handling her business? Like, yeah. Shorty don't need for really you don't even gotta come around, man. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Now, what if his only job was to do you enforce what I say. Yeah. Cause that's one thing that a male can play. And that's why a lot of people I get I like uh I want them around men more. Mm-hmm. I want them around you know. I hear people say that with, a lot, yeah. yeah. And okay, that's cool. Right. Like, you know, it don't have to mean anything. You just want some inclusion there. Cause right. we'd rather him doing that than Looking for validation in some other way, like right? Exactly. Some Tide Pods or whatever. Crazy <laughs> right, shit. right. Like that. <laughs> Being be around like, a society. What? Yeah. yeah. So you'd rather, you know, them look for that type of connection there mm-hmm. than doing something crazy in the street because you know you want some inclusion from someone. Right. You know, and the mother has to. Man, I'm me. I do this. <laughs> like. Like, so the mother and you you said that the mother is is primary in teaching that that child um self-worth kind of mm-hmm, personal responsibility mm-hmm, personal accountability mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is a new take on it and and coming from um like a son it, it is a new take on what I hear a lot of sons say uh that they wanted them their father to teach them that or mm-hmm. they wanted their father to teach them personal accountability mm-hmm. and you're saying that it's very possible for the mother to uh, instill that, and Absolutely. it's actually imperative for the mother to instill that. Absolutely. Okay, so I never would have saw it that way. And it's very interesting that you saw it that way, Fabian. I, hey, I really appreciate you coming out for this episode. We're going to go into a part two of this interview because it's a lot. We just skimmed the surface on some of these things. There's a lot more I want to talk to you about. So again, Fabian Connor is the founder, the founder of Some Solutions which is a non-profit organization uh, geared to coaching and advancing our youth here in Chicago. And he's spreading abroad by using sports to use, uh, by using sports to build character, discipline, and other skills uh, to advance our youth in their futures. Uh, you can reach Fabian Connor at somesolutions.org uh, or look him up on uh, Instagram at somesolutions. Right, Fabe? Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, thanks a lot, Fabe. We finna continue this conversation because... I mean, we just scratched the surface a lot more, a lot more I need to talk to you about.
How can they reach us to talk to us about this episode? Tanisha B, you're going to hear her voice. Hey, Battles, you can reach us at Combat Divas Podcast on Instagram as well as YouTube, Combat Divas Pod 1 on our Twitter account, Combat Divas Podcast at gmail.com, Combat Divas Podcast on our Facebook page. We'll see you all there. Bye. Combat Divas, stomp your left, right, left. Combat Divas